When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Hockey Town West podcast. Here to talk all things Griffins, Firebirds, and Walleye are your hosts, Nick Harrington and Brandon Cook. That doesn't surprise me. Nope, not at all. But you know what does surprise me? What surprises you? The Griffins got a win on the road. That didn't surprise me. I knew it was coming. <laughs> I'm not surprised by it. Surprised. I'm very happy about it. Surprised it took this long. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm trying to think to years past and like what our starting like schedule has looked like. And I don't remember them being away from home this much at the beginning of a season in a long time. No. Like this is a weird little stretch here, which I know like it'll balance out obviously and there's going to be weeks where we're like oh my god they've been home so much and <laughs> like, how, are, how are we doing this do you want to go to the next week's game no we've <laughs> yeah. been to so many that's how it, it did feel like that last year there was a couple weeks like there was one month where we had like what like 10 or 12 in that month yeah and that felt like so much to us hopefully it uh yeah it'll balance out here excited soon. to have him back home this week yeah but anyways but anyways this is this is you are i, I am, am. We are the Hockey Town West Podcast. <laughs> I'm one of your hosts, Brandon. And I'm Nick. <laughs> oh, I love that. So, yeah, the Griffins played yesterday. Today we're recording on Sunday. So they played Saturday in Milwaukee, getting their first road win of the season. What a great overall day just for our organization. You know, I'm really mad that I didn't go on DraftKings because I felt like it was going to be a sweep. For the organization. You should have just went, like an organizational parlay. Like yeah. Okay, I've questioned myself before on the AHL thing. We confirmed you can do that. Or ECHL in there? Yeah. What a, what a great day. The Red Wings handle business against Boston. What a fun time that was overall. Like I didn't get to watch the game yet, so. Obviously, it was Wing Wheel Podcast Night for all of our friends over there. And I'm sure they had a great time out there because we got to experience what the LCA was in a game like that on the home opener. It's something you have to experience in person. Like the vibe when you're in there in a game like that is totally different now than it was in previous years. Yep. It's a whole new environment. It's so electric. It's like you wouldn't think a horn and a goal song will change your life that much, (laughs) but it really did. It really just brings it all together in there. So I hope everyone enjoyed that. I enjoyed it. I'm enjoying watching the Toronto Maple Leafs meltdown and the Ottawa Senators meltdown that is happening right now. It's it is so weird. Like, to please me, tell me you saw the clips for, for what? Trial? So no, for the Sens. No. So Brady Kachuk complained about oh, the yeah. fans booing. I did see that. Yeah. They interviewed the coach afterwards, and he said they're booing the players, not me. Oh my gosh. The guy's just asking to get fired. They just need, they need a whole reset now. Something's got to change. The whole thing. Yep. That's so crazy. And then, um, Toronto fans are. So mad at Tyler Bertuzzi. Why? So, Timothy Lilligren got yeah. taken out in the corner by Marchant. It should have been a penalty, but Wes McCauley is probably, he's the funniest ref, but he's also the worst NHL official in the league. 
Oh, geez. There's actual stats that prove this. There's a whole scoutingreferees.com, I think is what's yeah. called. Yeah. And he's like the worst one Jeez. by far. And he's standing there watching this takedown happen. And it was pretty gross. Like, it's it's Martian. You, you expect it. But it should have been at least a penalty. So he's chirping the Toronto bench. And there's not really much coming from it. Even Ryan Reeves isn't, like, being the big bully he is. Bert's away from the team in the corner of the bench laughing as Marchand is chirping them. He's not responding back. He's just laughing. Yeah, I mean... We know Bert. Right. That's what we expect. But they're like, what a team, what a terrible teammate. No wonder you can only get a one-year deal this. Like, oh, people want him off the team. Hey, he can come back home. He can come back home if we can get a really good deal on him. I mean, we have... I don't know where he slots in, but... Well, uh, Robbie Fabry's spot. <laughs> ooh. <laughs> we know that'll be open next year. <laughs> I mean, I'm just being honest. Yeah, watching, I don't know, watching all those teams just have an absolute meltdown is really fun for me. It's it's weird for me to see, like, the Wings are now, are they tied for the top of the East? Or are they They're not tied second? for the top, they're still second okay. behind Boston. Behind Boston. Obviously. I mean, just look at them. But, I don't know, man. I'm not sold on the team yet. Like, I, I want the Wings to go far. I want them to do well. I, I just not where... I'm like, oh, yeah, we're going playoffs. We're going second round. Like, I'm not there yet. And I know Thanksgiving history is... If, if you're in it at Thanksgiving, you're in. You're in. So, I just... It would take a pretty apocalyptic meltdown for me to be like, they're not going to make it at this point. Like, the resiliency of the team is showing. The depth of the team is showing. Like, we're getting scoring from all over the place. It's not right. just our top line. Like, it was, like when we started the season off, it was really felt like just the top line but at the in the background the depth was still scoring and then we see players like Perron who's had a rough start to the season come out and yeah. he has a fantastic game against one of the toughest teams in the league the Red Wings didn't get pushed around by them by any means no one allowed them to push them around which is different from all the years past I don't know yeah it all just feels different I feel like I'm gonna wake up one day and it's it's not gonna be real uh, you know I didn't think we'd be at the point we're at right now right this right, like, like our right window this is not right now. No, our, our window is still we years years away. away, and we're like. But the fact that we can talk to play, like the window is open a little. The bit. windows, the windows, <laughs> windows cracked open. There's a little bit of a draft coming through. Yeah, we're at the window. Yeah, <laughs> like, what do we do with this? Do we open it all the way? <laughs> we close it. Where where are we? I, I'm excited. This house has a window. We found it. I wasn't gonna <laughs> let myself get too excited, but I'm excited. It's strange. Strange. And, uh, and then to see Senators just completely bomb, and then to see Buffalo is at the bottom. So I mean, they beat Toronto the other night. Well, everybody's beating Toronto. Toronto lost <laughs> when Austin Matthews got a hat trick. So between the two of those, like between Edmonton and Toronto. Oh, my God. Because Edmonton's, Edmonton's even worse. Yeah, Edmonton's terrible. I'm not even going to talk trash about San Jose. They are doing with their own thing. And then you have Montreal that's up at the top, too, which it's just weird. I knew that was going to happen, though. It's so strange. Caulfield had one bad season under a bad coach. Yeah. And then they get a good coach in there, and the kid's lighting it up. I will say one thing, actually, about San Jose. I said it last night on Twitter. I wanted to make sure I reset it on here. Is they're on a historically bad streak. Worst streak probably ever to start a season. Yeah. Especially in the back-to-back games for the first time in NHL history. A team, or not first time, since like 1940. (laughs) uh, That that team allowed back-to-back 10 goal games against. Because Pittsburgh lit them up for 10 last night, too. Yeah. And their barn was full. And it stayed full for the game. That's so weird. That's just good fans. I can appreciate. I respect it. I, f- I feel bad for the fans. You know what though? If they're finding fun with it, like even like 
I saw people commenting because, like, I think it was one of the, I think it's Shark City Hockey, who's on our network, yeah, uh, had shared like love a full barn on a Saturday night, and people were like, "What?" And everyone else was like, "Yeah, these games are still fun to go to. Like, the environment's fun. The team does fun things. We have fun here." I was like, "What?" That's all they're good at doing. I'm like, I'm like, do I gotta go experience this? Like, at some <laughs> point, like, is a San Jose game that much fun? They're hosting the All Star game this year. There, yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Hopefully, San Jose wins a game before that. <laughs> I, I hope so too. I know the first thing I did this morning was look at the Red Wings schedule. When do they play San Jose? Oh God! I think it's November or late November, early December at home. I'm like, ooh, well, that would be a fun. What's the over to? under on ten goals on that one? I Maybe don't we know. should pet that now. <laughs> Bring it double hat trick at home. Yeah. Oh, that would oh, be sick. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Like, maybe this game's worth the trip down to Detroit. Yeah, I'd have to look. I'd have to relook at the schedule. But anyways, enough about the implosion of other teams and the surprising success of our favorite team. Let's talk about the Griffins. Let's talk about the Griffins. So they go into Milwaukee, and they get this win. They break the five-game losing streak. They get their first road win of the season. The monkey is off the back. It is. Of a couple of things. A lot, actually. <laughs> yeah. This was the most fun Griffins game I've watched in a while. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. So we'll dive into it. First period, which we know the history so far of this Griffins team this season is to get lit up for shots in the first period. And they don't. Don't. (laughs) Yeah. Milwaukee gets the first goal of the game in this period. Really weird turnover where the puck kind of squirted out against after it was up against the wall in the puck battle over there and it ended up right in the slot on a Milwaukee guy's stick. A really, it was a really nice snapshot. Like guy picked his spot and ripped it. Not much Hutch could do there, but not his... Not his fault. Not his, not his fault, but not his best attempt of the season, I would say. No. So Milwaukee gets the one nothing lead going into the second, but the Griffins outshoot them eight shots to five in the first. It's a low scoring. So, like, yeah, like after the first, like my whole question was, like, why can't we score? Like, I just don't get it. Because we, we're not putting pucks in the net. Well, right. That's <laughs> usually how you score. But, like, you know, they're doing the right things in this first period when I'm watching. I'm like, okay, the defense looks good. Offense is making smarter plays. Z- breaking out of the zone was still shaky, but things looked okay. We ended up on the penalty kill in the first, of course, too. So after that first goal happened, like, again, like, they weren't playing bad, but there wasn't a ton of pep in their step. And Didier drops the gloves in the corner. Not what I expected. Yeah. Not a great fight either. No, he got his he got butt lit. kicked. But he was trying to... Find spark. the spark. He was trying to set the tone. And, I mean, it happened, what, even it's 40 seconds into the first. Nothing really, like, happened, obviously, in the first, since they only had, you know, the Milwaukee goal in the first after that fight. But things got a lot tighter, and there was pep. Yeah. Like, it, it got him going. The second period was probably the most fun period that I watched. Oh, yeah. Like, you shouldn't have to have the captain dropping the gloves to get the spark going, but it worked. And I respect the heck out of it. So and yeah. they were still chirping the rest of the game. Oh yeah, no, these he, he made an enemy out of himself that night. It was great. <laughs> I was loving it. Shine wanted a piece of it. Was it mutter? Mutter. Yeah. Uh, Shine wanted a piece of him. Cross wanted a piece of him. <laughs> I wanted a piece of him. No. <laughs> but yeah, the only penalty for the Griffins in that period, besides the fighting majors for Didier and Mutter, were uh, Aston Reese got a holding the stick penalty, which was uh, questionable. So we go. A, it was a pretty low penalty game. Yes, it was, which I was all for. Like, shout out to this referee crew. Like, they let him play. They let him play. And I love it. So we go to the second period, and I didn't really know what to expect going into this one. I mean, like I said, the pep was there. They were getting going. They come out in the second, and it is all Griffins. Yeah. I have never seen this team apply so much pressure in a game so far this season. Just brilliant puck battles. 
owning the offensive zone, not letting it get too deep into their zone most of the time, being able to shut it down pretty quick. And then 13 minutes, 35 seconds into this, Lombardi, great forecheck, gets a takeaway, gets the puck behind the net, shoots it up front, or not shoots it up front, but passes it up front to Mazer. Mazer puts it on net. It bounces right to a sort of um, stick, and he just taps it in. The softest tapping I've ever seen. Yeah. Hey, he but needed hey, a gimme. He needed a gimme. <laughs> he, you saw the smile on his face after that goal. It, He needed it bad. He was stoked. He was. And, you know, Mazer and Lombardi getting the assist on it. We'll talk, I'm going to talk more about them after I finish the game recap. Yeah. But that was that was cool to see. I was pretty, pretty hype at that point. I'm like, okay, the way this period's going so far, that happens. Good vibes only going forward. Well, do you want to talk about the attempt before that? What? The Marco Casper. Oh, that was before that, wasn't it? It was. Uh, yeah, Marco Casper attempted the Michigan and behind the net. That whole sequence of play was fantastic. Yes, his like, line was playing extremely well in this period. Yeah. And that takes some confidence to try to pull that off on the goalie <laughs> he tried to pull it off against. <laughs> I mean, Askarov is no slouch. Could you have he, imagined if that went in? I would have lost my mind. Well, I'm sitting there because we, so we had the Milwaukee announcer, obviously, because Bob's still with Detroit. And, like, I saw – I'm watching it on TV, and I always run my iPad to clip stuff yep. in a delay. Yep. And I saw it, and I'm like, did that just happen? No mention of it on the broadcast whatsoever. He doesn't no. say a word about it. And I'm like, that didn't just happen. So I looked down at the iPad, ignore the game, and I'm like, holy – Yeah. He, he, he tried it. <laughs> Which he's tried before in the SHL, too, and didn't connect. But – Again, he tried it, and right it's there, coming. right there, that's how you can tell. Like, okay, the boys are feeling good. Yeah, they're feeling good at this point. So, before the end of the second period, though, eighteen minutes forty-seven seconds in, Rafferty goes coast to coast. Yeah, on his own. Sick. Nice little move at the at the blue line. Gets yep. around the guy, puts it on Askarov, collects his rebound, puts it in the net. Yeah, and it, and it kind of snuck in. Well, no, it didn't really. It, it, he he put it back there. He but he put it back there so quick. It, you couldn't see it. I couldn't see it, and then when they showed the recap for, or the uh, the review from the goalie from behind the net, that's when I, I could that finally camera. see it. That that's Milwaukee when I could has. see it. Yeah, like thank you guys. That's fantastic that they have that on behind the net on both ends. We need to have that at GR. We have it on one side, the side we sit on. That's uh, it. Anyways, oh Wallander gets the assist on that goal too. By the way, too, he's the one that passes it to. Uh, Rafferty behind the net. Volander. Volander. I'll get it right one of these days. I'm getting. I'm turning into you with names this season. But yeah, Rafferty gets his first as a Griffin. Super happy for him. He he needed that one too. Yeah. He's been he's been playing so well. So seeing him get that one there. The biggest shock of the period, besides coming out of it with a two or a two to one lead, uh, we outshot them in that period twenty two to seven. That's more than what we had in a couple games last year. Most games last year. And we did that in one period. Twenty two to seven. It felt like the ice was tilt was tilted a oh, lot, extremely, and it wasn't because of power plays or oh. penalty kit. Like we we were in their their end. There was how many penalties? There was only one penalty called that resulted in a power play in that period, and it was on Milwaukee. We went we did not score on that power play though, and that was forty four seconds into the period. It was very early, but the pressure that we had on that power play allowed us to find our footing and establish what that period was going to look like. Yeah. And, I mean, that was easily the most fun period of Griffin's hockey I've watched in a while. I want to see more play like this. I mean, they just absolutely dominated Milwaukee up and down the ice. The defense would not let them get in. The offense wouldn't let them get the puck out of their zone. They just played so, so, so well. And standouts in that period, Amadeus Lombardi... His zone entry 
was incredible. His patience was incredible. Marco Casper, fantastic yeah. play in that period. I mean, those guys were really leading their lines in that period. And, again, I can't just say just those two. The whole team that period played a complete team game for a period. And I was stoked. Like, that's that's what I wanted to see. That's what I needed in my life. We'll also comment on that period that Cross Janis got a roughing penalty. And so it was an offsetting roughing penalty with Janikowski on their team as uh, things were, sparks were starting to fly there towards the end of the period. I don't really know how they got the penalty, both of them. I think they could have just let it go, but I think they had to control it. A little game control there. It was getting chippy. Yeah, oh, it was getting very chippy. So yeah, we head into the third period with a 2-1 to one lead, and I'm nervous. I mean, look how the season's gone so far. There's reason to be nervous, right? At the same time, this tonight felt like a different Griffins team. It really did. No goals get scored in this period, and we outshoot them 7-4 to four in this period. Completely shut them down. So I watched the recap, and I only stayed till the second because I yep. knew what happened. So like, was, did play continue like that in the third, or what? They had them completely shut down. Let's put it this way. The Griffins had so much pressure on Milwaukee, they could not pull Askarov until 30 seconds left. Oh, jeez. They absolutely dominated him up and down the ice. <laughs> like, all of a sudden, when the Milwaukee announcer had mentioned that Eskroff had skated off for the extra attacker, I look at the clock, and I'm like, there's like 29 seconds left. Are you, they hadn't pulled him yet? What? It's, it's not, there was no whistle between then. It was just sustained pressure. Milwaukee could not break into the zone, and we would not let them out of theirs. The whole period. Absolute dominance. And we play them seven more times this year. Yes, we do. And the even crazier part is, only the four shots on goal, four minutes and 20 seconds into that period, Berge had a penalty. We were on the penalty kill in that period, at least for one two-minute slot. And Milwaukee still only mustered up four shots. So what do you think has, what do you think changed? Because Milwaukee, the last, I looked this stat up, is the last five years Milwaukee's beat us. They lead the series 17 games, 1 to 11. And last year they beat us 6 to 2. Like they had this, they won six games out of it. I mean, what, so Milwaukee's good. I mean, typically. their organization is good. Their team is still figuring themselves out this year. They seem to be very in the same position as what the Griffins are this year, trying to figure themselves out. But they're right in the backs of a, a fantastic goaltender. I mean, the three stars aren't in the sheet, but I'll tell you this the first star of the game was Askarov. They lost, and he was the first star. Well, yeah, he saved 35 shots out of 37. Yeah. He had an incredible game. Any other goaltender, any other goalies in there, in the Griffins win this game like 6-1, 6-2, maybe? Yeah, we just didn't get goalie this time. I thought we were going to the way this, guy, <laughs> this kid was playing. Like, there, it needs to be said. It's, he is an incredible goaltender. Yeah. Like, Nashville's got something special there, and they're giving him time, which... which I want every Wings fan to pay attention to this. They're giving him that time, and he's developing into this very special, special goalie. Like, this is the same treatment we need to have with Kosa. Yeah. And this we'll is see a, the same stuff. Is this his second year in? I think so. Yeah, second year in. So if if it's the same path Kosa follows, like, woohoo for us. Like, yeah. awesome. And there'll be a lot of comparisons made between those two over time because they're so close in age. Yeah. But obviously Kosa didn't play this game. Hutchinson did. Which uh, I was a little disappointed in, but eh, it is what it is. Stopped 15 it's to 16. Okay. <laughs> we had 16 shots against. Griffins outshot Milwaukee 37-16 in this game. So we kept them under 18, which is good. We did. <laughs> now they get to see how it feels. Yeah. Yeah. This was the best game the Griffins have put together this entire season, even over the home opener weekend. Like, this oh, This was yeah. their best game by far. Oh, yeah. The only reason there's not higher scoring is because Askarov flat out. 
I mean, we and we dominated these at least the first two periods that I watched. We just straight dominated it. I mean, the first period I wouldn't call complete dominance. I mean, holding them to five shots was very good, and but I mean, it was still sloppy, but it wasn't wasn't bad. And they tightened anything up that was wrong, and for the rest of the game, I would love to know like what was said at the intermission. I would love to hear that conversation or what snacks were given out because I was more on the snack side. Either one. <laughs> Those same snacks need to be available at every game. Yeah. Like, I'd love for some, like, in-locker room content. Like, some teams will put that out there, but most teams are pretty private about that. But I'd love to just know what was said after the first and then what the reaction was after the second. Like. Well, you know, the Lions were on a bye week this week. Is Dan Campbell in Milwaukee? I don't think so. Did anybody see Dan Campbell this week? Can anybody else report? No, he, should, he maybe he was in Detroit and we just don't know about it. Maybe. Could yeah. happen. Who knows? So standouts for this game. I mentioned it already once. And I'm gonna we're gonna beat this, uh, this these, drum. These here. players to death. No, I'm gonna beat this drum here for this guy <laughs> for this year because <laughs> this was. It's not even this one. Amadeus Lombardi was the best player on the ice that night. Yeah, even over Askarov. <laughs> like, yeah, it, it, this was. If anyone had doubt in what this kid is going to be able to do with more time given in his development. They should no longer have doubt. He led his lines. He was a leader on the ice. He was making incredibly intelligent decisions with the puck. Zone entry with his speed continued to be great. He still got in too deep, but he didn't freak out. He called. He was calm. He was super calm. The kid is made, the kid it. is on the right track. I think the confidence is there. Yeah. And things are starting to get put together. Is he looking like a number seventh pick overall? Overall? Yeah. No. Okay. But what? What do you? What was Casper picked? I don't know. Seventh. Oh. Are you trying to say he's better than Casper? So far, I would say that Casper had his best game as a Griffin too. I would say so as well. I would say he was the second best player on the ice that night. Yeah. Second or third? Second. Oh. Who would you you say second? Well, you said Askroff was first. Oh, okay. (laughs) Whatever. So I just want to sorry. Second best player on our team that night. (laughs) Okay. Second best player on the team, for sure. But, no, Lombardi, I'm super – I mean, you and I are both super high on this kid. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, then Marco Casper, easily his best game as a Griffin. Great in the face-off. I was trying my best to keep track. Oh, you were? I was trying. It was really hard <laughs> as a broadcast. No, he, he was – his setup and everything else, he was just calm. Everybody seemed so much more calm in this game. There was a calmness about them that they haven't had. There wasn't the panic passing that wasn't going through. I don't know what changed with that, but man, was it a welcome sight to see. That's good. Yeah. I hope we continue to see this style of play too. I like the puck possession. I like it. It's, it's, keep it down on that end. Mm-hmm. It's it's easier to play that way. <laughs> it really is. Mazer looks great. I mean, it doesn't look like he was just on a long injury rehab at all. No, not at all. Through a massive hit. <laughs> They didn't even announce it on the broadcast. Nope. The guy was trying to ignore everything cool we were doing. I was like, come on. (laughs) But but no, I mean, he absolutely crushed that guy. And then, again, obviously, he's putting the puck on the net. That guy. That guy used to play for us, Brandon. (laughs) Uh, So I went back and watched it. I was actually wrong in that. He didn't hit Weatherby. Oh, he did? Weatherby was next to him. No, it was uh, Schaefer. All right. Yeah. I I went by what the broadcast said. I guess I should have really double-checked the numbers. (laughs) That's okay. Weatherby had a weird game. The first minute of the game... Griffin's fired the puck on net and he blocked it and then the puck got lost. In his uniform? It was in his shorts. That happened. I don't know how that happened. Too. 
That's weird. That's uh, yeah. like you don't see that very often, but it was like it was up there, and you're like, how did oh, how weird? It was weird seeing him in a non-Griffins uniform. I know he didn't play for us for that long, but it was still weird. Mazer, though, yep, happy to see where he, he's already feeling himself again. And uh, that line has been so much better. Since the line's he's... been better, but I still don't think Elmer's the right line mate for him. I don't think either. He's too slow. Yeah. He looks so much slower this season. And the funny thing was, we were talking about that in our little group chat. And as soon as we said that, he had like his fastest shift. And then we still were like, eh. And then he scored. <laughs> like the continuation of talking crap about people and then they score just continues to happen between our group. And it's very funny. Yeah. Well, we need to probably talk some more about uh, Gettinger because he didn't do anything that game. Oh, yeah. You know, sorry. You know, it's not like he didn't score the only goals or almost yeah. the only goals for us in the last game. He's about a hot streak sets. Oh, my so God. So Bergy, and then they both, nothing. Bergy was in the penalty box, man. Like, yeah. That was weird. You don't see that very often. No. He no. looked so, <laughs> felt like he didn't belong there. Like, he didn't really mean to do that. Come no. on. <laughs> he didn't mean it, ref. Let him out. That's our guy. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm, I'm very, I hope Dan Watson is happy with this game. I, I think he would be. This was. This was what you would see a, a Toledo Walleye team last year do. In yeah. A game. Completely shut down the opponent yeah. and just offensively dominate them. 37 shots to 18, like, or 16, sorry. Yeah. Like, that's your typical Toledo stat line right there. It really was. Like, that 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 was a team coached by Dan Watson. That's what we've been waiting to see. We can put the stamp on that game. Dan yeah, Watson. Dan Watson approved. Yeah. 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 For sure. <laughs> for sure. Now, I will I will find the the one negative in this game for me that I could find. Yeah. Because I can't just be all positive. That's just not who I am, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> so I sat next to you last year. <laughs> yeah, I know. You were the negative one. I'm surprised you don't call this out. Our fourth line, it, it's not great. So our fourth line is Aston Reese. This is what they, they posted yes. was Aston Reese. And this Reese, is the accurate fourth line. Stevens and Shine. Yeah. Aston Reese was the best player on that line. And like he played very well last night. Like he he actually he was very aggressive on the forecheck last night. Probably his best game so far we've seen because we haven't seen Much anything of out of yeah. him yet. Not what I expected when he got here. I expected some some offense that put together right now. At least through the first and midway through the second, I kept just thinking to myself that that fourth line just looked like a liability at this point. Interesting enough, Spezia got the scratch in this game, which usually you'd see him on that line as well. Yeah, I don't... Line, lines one through three, zero complaints. Besides moving Elmer. Besides maybe moving Elmer and somebody else around with some more speed. But, yeah, that, I don't know. I just feel like, like we, you know, we talked about Spark class episode. And, you know, I don't like calling guys out directly that often. But Stevens and Shine, like, they just seem like they haven't found their footing completely yet this season. Like, Stevens, we haven't heard much from. Like, it's just that fourth, no. the fourth line, you just haven't heard much from at all. Yeah. Like, luckily, they weren't defensive liabilities in this game. But at the same time, just look at, like, shots on goal. Aston Reese did have two last night. Stevens won. Shine won. That, that's their only stat lines for the night. Yeah, I just, I just want to see more from the fourth line. That's my only complaint right now after this game. If I'm narrowing it down to just one game and picking it apart, it's that. Fourth line needs to do something more for me. What do you want to see? Goals? Fights? Produ- I mean, production. Block shots? Production. 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 In what way? Offensive production, but also don't be a defensive liability. So far, they've been good not being a defensive liability. So far. 
but there's a lot there's a lot of points where I'm like, oh my god, you gave it away. Oh god, he gave it away. Oh god, he gave it away. But again, our defense was really, really good last night to avoid any issues there. Do you remember who was on the fourth line in Toledo last year? No. <laughs> Sorry. I don't remember half the players on the team no, last year. No, they probably weren't on the team last year either. Like this year. Right. But they, you know, you didn't really see a whole lot of contributions from them. Right. You know what I mean? Like you saw Hawkins, you saw Kirill, you you saw Craggs. Yeah, but I mean, in this league, you need depth. Yeah. You do. It's not the same. So that's my, that's my only concern, and I wouldn't even call it a glaring concern at this point. It's just, it's just uh, again, they just need to find their footing. And this is a fourth line that's better than last year's fourth line. Yeah. I mean, you went, you <laughs> so. went from last year where you'd see the fourth line to be a lot of Shine, Spezia, and Pearson. Um, and, I mean, they're all just trying to – Shine's trying to figure out how to play with two new bodies. Yeah. That, that's really what it is. So they'll get there. I'm not, again, not overly concerned, not sounding an alarm for it. Or anything like that. I will point out the scratches for last night's game, though, because I didn't mention that at the beginning. Yeah. Uh, Les Brons, obviously, as, as we figured, still with his wife and family after their newborn. Johansson is injured still. McIsaac is newly injured. And I'm oh. guessing it happened when he took that hit from behind Wednesday, where I said that should have yeah. been a penalty, but it wasn't. Yeah, because he didn't return. He did not. Spezia got scratched, and then Tuomisto was still scratched. The Tuomisto one is what I find is interesting. That's what but... I was going to bring up, because I know you brought it up. Yeah. You texted me the other day and you're like, you know what? We didn't talk about that. And yeah. you're right. We haven't seen him much this season. Uh-uh. Do you know how many games he's played? Like three? I, I don't Oh, I, I was I, asking if you, if you possibly knew. No, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, we haven't seen much from him this season. And I really don't understand why we keep just scratching him at that point. Like, let's get him play time. Send him to Toledo. What's the worst that's going to happen? He, his development takes a step back. It's not doing anything right now. Going to Toledo. I don't think his development would take a step back down there. It's he's such a weird situation. So I don't know if you know the backstory about him, but he was in Denver, mm-hmm. and then he left, and he went to he went back international, mm-hmm. and so now he's back here. My he looked good in training camp. He looked yeah. he looked good in training camp. I don't know what is the issue here. Uh, I'd like to see him play. He's played more. two games. Two, yeah, he's played of, two games, zero goals, zero assists, minus one. But I don't, and I also don't feel like he's had that many like crazy turnovers or anything like that's really. I don't think he's played bad. Well, I mean, like let's talk about you know the guys that are slotting in over him. Emil Vero, four games, no points, plus one, two penalty minutes. Uh, Didier, five games, no points, minus one, seven penalty minutes. Uh, well, five guys are that fight, right? So. McIsaac, four games, zero points, minus three. So that's why I'm like, you see big turnovers from McIsaac. You see bad plays from McIsaac. Yes, we, we are very well aware of that. Why are we sitting to Amisa? Why aren't we putting to Amisa in over McIsaac? I'd really like to know. That's the that's only... The, that's like the one question I'd want to ask if I got to ask a question to a coach. I'd be like, hey, what's what's the story with Tumisto? Is he still trying to figure it out? Is he nursing something? Like, what's what's the deal here? Hey, Wadi, if you're listening. Yeah, right? Help us out here. <laughs> just just DM us. We can say it's from a, an inside source. We yeah. won't use your name. Yeah, Some, somebody. <laughs> but that's just that's another question that I've got. But overall right now, like going into this upcoming weekend, which we'll have a preview episode for, uh, I'm feeling confident. Confident? About yeah. what? About the Griffins and what they'll be able to do this upcoming weekend against Toronto. Against the Marlies. I do love games against the Marlies. So... That's all I've got for this game, though. Do you have anything else you want to add before we hit the ad break? I mean, I 
literally so we didn't prep together we prepped separately mm-hmm. uh i did say who played well was ammo casper elmer i also put riley sawchuck yeah riley was good riley was very good Riley was very good so um Gander was the only one that didn't have any accounting stats at all it's well, I mean it's strange that he, he didn't can take a night off yeah he could take a night off uh i have it the top line was quiet it was it was it's well that's why i'm like who is our top line? Is it not Amadeus? I'm starting to really <laughs> think that that is the top line. I mean, I think so too. It's it's uh, it's a force to be reckoned with at this point. Carter Mazer jumping into it really added what it needed. It brought that extra pep. I really, um, I, I still stand on the the uh, wanting to have Cross Hannes on that line with Lombardi and yeah. Mazer. Yeah, that's just that might be the fastest line in the AHL. I between that or Sawchuck. Yeah, I wouldn't mind I, seeing Riley slot in there too to see what that looks like. I, I it would still be the fastest be, line in the AHL, I think. Yeah, I think that would be a good line. Um, but yeah, Elmer, it, it's it's a strange. I, I I'll be interested to see what his next game is after getting this goal. I he knows it was soft, but you could see the relief, like you could see it <laughs> on his face. Goal soft. <laughs> it was. It was. It, if he would have missed that tip in. Oh, he would have eaten him up alive. Dude, it would have been a rough episode for Elmer. But at the same time, no. There was points in the game where I was like, there he is. I see him. I can tell he's making moves. He's doing the right thing. And then there was this point where you're like, God, he's so slow. I want to see him with Hiroshi and Gettinger. One, because Gettinger and him are about the same height. That would be pretty fun (laughs) for everybody. And Hiroshi's a good setup guy. Yeah. So maybe moving him there and then... Sawchuk with Lombardi and Mazer or I mean, Cross. Elmer playing the wing, like typically your center is the guy that's going to be the net front guy. Yeah. And Elmer's a great net front guy. And on the line he is, we have Amadeus going net front, who's the shortest guy on the team. <laughs> yeah. Like, I just need to draw up some plays that throw him in front of the net sometimes and just see what happens. Because well, Elmer cleaning it up in front of the net, I mean, that's where we saw Lesby really take off last year. Yeah. Was cleaning up the mess in front of the net. And using his on. size and skill and chase on. Yeah. Like, I think that's where Elmer needs to be. And I don't think he's a face-off guy by any means, so he shouldn't be playing center. No. But I, I want to see him in front of the net more. If I well, see him in front of the net, around, I need to see him closer to the net. We do need to no see. out here. We do need to see face-off stats before we can try I that tried looking everywhere this week. That and time on ice are the two stats we're looking for. Yep. So, but that's all that I had to add. I mean, we're pretty much right on the same, yeah, same page. That's good to be on the same page. <laughs> just interesting, right? Yep. <laughs> All right, let's send it over to DraftKings. Did you? Oh, you didn't watch any football today. I didn't watch a single ounce of football today. You, so you said that earlier on the on the Patreon episode. Yeah. The NFL season is going strong, and DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking new customers up with an offer that's even stronger. Bet 5 bucks on any game this week to score $200 instantly in bonus bets. Get in on the game day greatness. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code THPN. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet 5 on the NFL. That's code THPN, only on DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please pay responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, licensee partner, Golden Nugget Lake Charles, LA, 21 and older, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after 
after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. This holiday season is always chaotic with the amount of NHL games, AHL games, and football, and just our crazy schedule in between. Maybe too early to start decorating for the holidays, but it's never too early to start your holiday shopping. Why not take care of it now before the crowds and packed calendars make shopping a total nightmare, especially when you can get some of the best deals of the season, well before Black Friday. You can shop Raycon products right now and save up to 50% off because of their early Black Friday sale that's going on now. Raycon first made a name for themselves in the audio space with products like Everyday Earbuds, known for delivering high-quality and thoughtful features like a 32-hour battery life and a perfect in-ear fit for all-day wear and lasting comfort. And this past year, they expanded their entire business with the introduction of Raycon Home and Raycon PowerTech. The one item that I'm going to be looking forward to is their faucet filter. Ultra filters the water in your tap against chlorine and heavy metals. It's a must-have for ensuring the water you can use to wash your face and brush your teeth as you know, actually clean. Raycon is known for delivering high-quality and thoughtful features at half the price of other premium tech brands. No wonder their products have racked up of tens and thousands of five-star reviews. To get everyone in the holiday shopping spirit a bit early raycon is currently offering 20 percent off everything on their site with select products up to 50 percent off so beat the crowds and save now trust me you do not want to miss out on raycon's early black friday sale hurry now to buy raycon.com slash thpn to get 20 to 50 percent off site wide that's buy raycon.com slash thpn to score up to 50 percent off raycon products buy raycon.com slash thpn Woo! <laughs> that's it yep have a good week everybody now love oh. you bye <laughs> jesus so Toledo. Toledo time. We talked to Griffins. Let's talk Toledo. T-Town. Home opener weekend I, that you didn't go to. I bet it was electric. I'm sure it was. Sold out both games. Were they really? Mm-hmm. I, I tried to get three for Friday, and it was only standing room only. I could yeah. find a couple for two. It was on like Wednesday, I think it was. Yeah. And then I couldn't get commitment from my dad, so... I passed with the amount of travel that I've done. I just said it's not... You didn't want to drive back to Ohio a week later? <sighs> no. That's fair. I. That's a really boring drive. I'm not a fan of t- Ohio. Driving in Ohio. Driving in general and, and Ohio. Those mm-hmm. are my two least favorite things. So Okay. <laughs> That's fair. But Same here. But Mi- Michigan used to own Toledo, so we can still... We'll claim them as our own. Again. We'll still claim them. Yeah, we don't we don't have any uh, actual rights to claim them as a podcast, but we'll claim them as Michigan. Yeah. So they are now Toledo, Michigan. Toledo, Michigan. I'm sure, this will go over well with every Toledo <laughs> fan that listens to us. We, we probably just lost like. 30 yep, followers. they're all done. They hate us. <laughs> but, anyways, we watch we watched this. We did watch this. We watched this while we recorded uh, the Thursday slash Friday episode we posted this weekend. It was fun. We'll probably do some watch parties coming up. Whoop, whoop. Through Discord. House party. Uh, Nick's address is... Uh, I can't... Was I not supposed to say that? No, I was going to put your address out. Oh, no, I have an apartment, bro. We can't do parties there. That's the perfect place to do a party. Oh, God. But, anyways, Playing reading at home. First home game of the season. Coming off their dominant win the week uh, weekend before. That 9-2 to win. The question mark of what's going to happen. Yeah. Is it, are we going to see the same story? Are we going to see the team just not perform? Like, what? everyone had question marks. Brandon had a lot. Uh, not really. But they go into this game, and 57 seconds in, reading scores. That's that's not what you want to see. On the home opener. No, nope, they quieted Johnny it down pretty quick. 
and then it was kind of just stagnant there for about seven minutes. And then the wall, I end up on the power play. And you don't give a fish a power play. You don't. Uh, Greasot gets his first of the season, assisted by Alexander Doucette on the power play there. Uh, ties the game up at one. And that kind of just opened the floodgates here. That was eight minutes into the first. Uh, Twelve minutes in, Brandon Hawkins gets his second of the year. Santazo and Bliss get the assists on that. And then 15 minutes into the first, Hawkins gets his third of the season, assisted by Santazo and Bliss. I thought they just mistyped that and typed it back there twice. Nope, it was the same line, same score, score, and same guys getting the assists. Back to back, boom, boom. Suddenly the Toledo, while I have a three to one lead, 15 minutes into the game. <laughs> That's what you like to see. But they weren't done because uh, two minutes later, Tatayev gets his first of the season from Thiessen and McCourt. And now they're going into the <laughs> into the intermission with a four to one lead. Uh, Toledo eleven shots, reading six. Yep, and that's basically all she wrote. Uh, kinda, yeah. <laughs> I mean, second period, uh, reading does get a goal there on the power play, and that was all the action with that one. And then fourteen minutes into the third, Cruz gets his uh, second of the season with Lewandowski and Craig's getting the assist on it. While I win this one, five to two, huge. Huge at home. Huge way to start your home weekend. New coach. New coach. New players. Question marks everywhere. And you come out two games in a row with absolute offensive dominance and great defense. And, again, great goaltending from John Letheman. He didn't have much work to do. He only faced 16 shots. Which, I yeah, I wanted to point this out. Toledo had, in the first period, 11 shots to 6. Yep. 11 shots to 8 in the second. 14 Shots to two in the third. Your team is down four to one, and you give up two shots in the third. That's yeah, pretty terrible. Uh, yeah. Reading also had five power plays. Yes. Scored on one. Converted on one of them. Toledo converted on one of their three. And you couldn't put up any more shots on any of those power plays. Yep. Reading just could not get it going off that first goal. No. No, not at all. They got that one on the power play, but that was it. Uh, Lethman played extremely well. The team played well. You know, the guys that we in Grand Rapids watch out for, you know, the, the first call-ups from Toledo. Bliss, two assists, plus two, four shots on goal. Tataev, a goal, two shots on goal. Doucette with an assist. He was a minus one in the game somehow. I don't really know how. ECHL math. Uh, someone had <laughs> mentioned, I have to look, I haven't looked at the game sheet yet for Saturday. I don't remember seeing him play Saturday. So I Someone mentioned something about an injury with him. He might be, he might have missed some part of this game. Oh, that's so that's not something good. to keep an eye on. But outside of that, no, great home opener start for the Walleye, and they turn around and play the next night uh, with Indy in town. Next week? No, the next night. Yeah, Indy. Where did you say next week? Uh, they do play next week in Indy. No, Fort Wayne. Same thing. <laughs> now I just lost all the Indiana <laughs> listeners. Jesus. Are you ready for Indy? Yep. Perfect. All right. So, did you follow this game while the other three games were going on? No, I, I so I don't have my computer, so I can't do my like crazy like five monitor setup going here. So uh, I only got to watch one game. That's. I was very disappointed. That is disappointing for you. Yep. So Indy comes out and shorthanded scores one nothing. So we give up the first goal of the game again. Is that what you got? Not in the first minute, though. Not in the first minute. So we did get let some time go through. It was 11 minutes in, and Bednar lets that one in. 
a little soft from what I've heard, but mm. it's it's the start of the game. That's all right. Uh, Brandon Hawkins comes back out in the second period and ties it up. So, on the power play. On the power play. And you had Santazo and Kirill with the assist on that. Then Indy comes back and just, he, they grab two. Within like a minute. Within a minute. So uh, we go to the last five minutes of the game. And, nope. Or, sorry, of the last five minutes of the second period. Pylon. Pylon? 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 Sure. Hopefully it's, not, hopefully it's not Pylon because that guy's going to get a lot of jokes later on. What kind of jokes? Uh, just uh, no. Give me a joke. You said it. I want a joke now. I'll put uh, you right on the spot. Give me a pylon joke. Well, I mean, if somebody goes around him, it'd be like a pylon. You know, <laughs> there That's you what go. I'm waiting for it. I set you up for it. So, Come on. Uh, he gets a goal from Craig's and Lewandowski, and then we go to the third. Uh, Keenan gets a goal with Cullen and Pylon assisting. Then Sam Craig's gets a goal. Uh, with Grisak and Cruz assisting, and then Grisak finishes off in the third uh, with a goal with the last, it's an empty netter, with the last 58 seconds left. Yeah. So, I mean, Toledo wins this one 5-3, to three, outshoots Indy 32-23, to 23, goes 1-4 for four on the power play, Indy goes 0-3, for three, and another sold-out crowd goes home happy. Can't complain there. Bednar... Had a great game. I asked uh, a couple Toledo fans just for some feedback on him. We get a lot of feedback from Toledo, which is good. I do appreciate it's those it, people. It's hard to watch yeah, from it is. over this side. And uh, they said Bednar played well. It looks like he really settled in. One of them said he's growing on him pretty well. So it's good to see. I mean, we kind of had this feeling going into this. So they had a great, great goalie tandem going into this season. And this very young walleye team just needed time to figure things out. They figured it out very quickly. But here we are. Walleye are three zero and one. Under Pat Mickish, Mickish, you got it. We pointed it out during the broadcast, so I want to make sure we yep, said we it. got it. No, I mean this one. So first of all, I just want to call out. So Craig's goal in the third. I don't know if you saw the high. It was nasty. It I was saw a, him walk around a guy. He legit walked around the guy. <laughs> It, we walked around, beautiful little toe drag. Apparently waved at their bench on the way back to celebrate, <laughs> too. Uh, love that energy. The kid had a great game. I mean, goal assist, plus four, five shots on goal. That's that's a perfect game. I mean, honestly. Can't complain there. Hawkins gets another goal. Bliss was a minus one with three shots on goal in this one. Tatayev gets an assist in this one, but was a minus two. Uh, that's and Doucette was not on the sheet for this one, so I'm assuming he did get injured in Friday night's game. We'll update once we know any more. Yeah, there's nothing been released about it yet. Hopefully, I mean, it's a small little minor injury, mm-hmm. just holding him out just to get him prep for this weekend's games because he's been on a tear. Yeah, yeah, no, he's been playing ex- extremely well, uh, since he got his first goal in, in Kalamazoo. I I mean, I'm hoping he's going to be one of the next few that were a handful of call-ups when we do need somebody for Grand Rapids to be able to be moved up. But the it, it's going to be tough because Detroit's so, they have so much depth and they've already pulled like Sarnik from us. They've already pulled, uh, you know, Elmer's going to be probably one of the next ones to be pulled up there. We, ha- we have so much, what? You don't think <clears throat> Elmer? No. After uh, Sarnik and Berge? 
Oh, no, because you said Zarnik, and then you said Elmer. I thought you were skipping Bergie again. I was like, oh, no, no sir. No, Bergie would be next. And then there, then you have Mazer that people are calling for to be pulled up. So I, I mean, will fight you. I mean, we're not scratching that many forwards on the Grand no, Rapids side. No, I mean, we won't. Luckily, I mean, Toledo fans will appreciate that, though, because last year we picked them apart quite a bit. In the beginning and, of the season, in the middle of the, of the season. season. Yeah, it was all over the place. So <laughs> this year we shouldn't need to see too much of that. But it is good to see guys like Tataev, Bliss, and Doucette doing well. I mean, you 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 just know those are your those are your go tos at that point if you need to do a call up. Um, and it's good to see both the goalies doing well at the same time. Not that I think we will need to do a goalie call up this season based on how things are laid out right now. Uh, uh, but it's also just good to see that it's just it's it was just good with the question marks around this team with a new coach wondering what's going to happen. You one of the youngest teams in the ECHL. You you it's lose t- your backup goalie. It, yeah, it's a t- it's it's a tough backup. What the? Well, Costa was your backup goalie last year. No, they had an even split for the first yeah. half of the season. Then he had more starts. Yeah, he was the starter. Okay, he had more starts. Okay. All right, I'll let you continue. I'm gonna fight you. <laughs> I don't know where you're going. Oh my god! Right off the rails. Right off the rails. Yeah, let's like let's keep it together here a little bit, eh? 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 Um, <laughs> no. I don't remember what I was saying there. The, all the question marks surrounding Toledo. Yeah all, yeah, all the question marks surrounding. I mean, a lot of the fans that we've talked to had a lot of question marks going into this. And the team seems to be responding quite well yeah. so far. I mean, it's early, but... And even the guy you called out, Santasio, I mean, he's really put together a, he, a After his first right game, he's actually played quite, quite well. <laughs> yeah. he, he, Again, that first game... I think is a real blemish on just everything else that this team has put together. And they still came out of that game with a point. Yeah. Like they all looked out of sorts and they've gotten it together quicker than most teams uh, this age bracket would. I mean, the ECHL is a tough league, especially if you're a younger team. There's a lot of physicality in this, in this league. Yeah. When you can, you know, you, this team can't match the physicality. That's, that's already proven. We, we don't have the same grit that every other team does. But they have the speed to get away from all those people. Yeah, it's probably the fastest walleye team we've seen in a long time. Yeah, it's uh, it makes for an interesting season. I mean, I think their their goal is still to, to win the Kelly Cup. It has the, to. The players are still all behind that. I, I watched the pregame clip. It's, that's what they're still all gunning for. They want to stay in the city to be able to bring that to the fans. So, I mean, there there's a ton of buy, and everybody knows what the goal is. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you're not. Starting from scratch, even though they've lost a few players, they've you know Dan Watson has moved on, but they're picking up the same system. It's a little a couple folds here or there, but um, it's still the same. It's still the same game, you know. Yeah. At the end of the day, yeah. I mean, <laughs> the, the goal is to put the pucks in the net, keep it out of your own, and uh, I mean the one thing about the organization from top from the, the wings all the way down to Toledo, I don't think there's a question mark around goaltending right now. There's not. Not at all. I think everybody. Besides who's going to be the backup in Detroit. That's the only question mark. Or who the backup is for Toledo. (laughs) Or the backup is in Grand Rapids. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) At some point in time. But, no, I mean, it's it's good with this team. Because, like, last last year when we would talk Toledo, when we picked them up on this podcast halfway through the season, every game it was, Brandon Hawkins is scoring. Tatayev scoring, Bliss is scoring, and that's really like the names you were saying the most. You know, you throw McCourt's name in there, and you'd throw uh, Gordy Green's name and Keenan in there. Yeah. And now, well, I mean, look at just the three stars of this game. None of those guys are in there besides you got Craggs, Keenan, and Pylon. 
Yeah. Like, and that's been how it's been this whole season is it's not just that top line out there shredding teams like they were <laughs> last year. There's depth here, too. We're seeing depth in all three levels of our organization. There's depth in Detroit, there's depth in Grand Rapids, and there's depth in Toledo. You can't ask for much more than that. Good job, Stevie. For real, though. Like, the organization is built up and down right now so well to where if an injury happens, God forbid, the call-up is going to slot right in and nothing's going to change. I mean, at this point in time, I don't know if we see Zarnik back in Grand Rapids. Fabry's made of glass. Stop tempting me with this. (laughs) I mean, but is that a bad thing? Except for your jersey, is that a bad thing? No, No, not at all. So in, in that whole scenario where we had two guys called up, did we have to call up anyone from Toledo? No. Exactly. No. Everybody's Do I still think that like, there's a couple of guys in Grand Rapids that could be valuable in sending down to Toledo to get play time? Yes, I do. Yeah. You know, like I said, Tuomisto would be an option if he's not if he's not nursing something and that's why he's been scratched. Let's send him down. Let's see what happens. Don't take it as a demotion. Take mm. it as, here's reps. Yeah. He's a big guy. I mean, he if you need the physicality, he can he can bring it. Right. So now let's you know Toledo's got we, we talked about last episode. Toledo had the le- least amount of games played in the ECHL, <laughs> like almost. They had two games played to some teams having five, six, seven games played. Yeah, we're so young in this season. Right, three zero and one. Now the schedule is going to heat up. So they had this back to back at home. That's great. Uh, now we go into this coming weekend where we are in Fort Wayne. Friday night, and then Fort Wayne comes to T-Town Saturday and Sunday. Boom, boom, boom. Back to back to back. Yeah. And, uh, then, and then we go to the next week where they've got four games. Four games, yeah, the following week, which is, that's crazy. I didn't even look at that. I was just looking at the weekend. Holy smokes. Four, so this schedule Four different up. teams. So this is, I think, the stretch where we really figure out what the identity of this team is. Yeah. Because it's easy to put this stuff together like the way they're doing right now when they have a week off in between and can rest up. But if they're going to be faced with injuries and all this already, let's see what multiple games in a row, like this crazy ECHL schedule. Because that's back-to-back weekends of your Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. Insanity. And even at the end, that next week they've got three and they're three different opponents. Yeah, three, four, and three. So I mean, the only positive for us is... This whole weekend's Fort Wayne, so we'll see how that goes. They do play Kalamazoo again at home. Should be good. They got reading, or they got wheeling coming in twice. Like, And they got the fuel in there, too. A lot yeah. of the same teams, so things will get chippy. Things will get gritty, so that's where I think the physicality piece is the question mark. We'll see what happens. But I think that week of the 13th is going to be a big telling because it's four different opponents, four different nights, and how are they going to adjust? Because you could game play for comments on the first week. Yeah, you're only you, you're only prepping for Fort Wayne for three games. For three games, and then you go, then you got to go through the gauntlet of four different teams, four different days, and f- two different cities, three different cities. Uh two. They go. They, they have two away games: one in Fort Wayne, one in Indy. Same state. Same state. Yeah. Um, and then they got the two at home: Wheeling and Kalamazoo. So I mean, it, that's I, that's I feel like that's the week that it's going to be. Uh, after that week, how where's this team going to be at? Well, I mean, also when you throw in there that the wheeling start time is ten thirty-five. Yeah, in the morning school day. The school day. So yeah, this is it's going to get interesting. It'll be fun for us to to watch and cover. 
There's probably going to be a lot of fights in that four-way in comments game on Saturday. Sunday? I'm going to say Sunday. Sunday. By the end of that weekend, they're going to want to kill each other. <laughs> if they don't want to by Saturday. <laughs> right. For real. So, you have anything else to add for Toledo? Uh, no, nothing else to add for them. Excited to see what comes up here. This, like we said, this is going to be the tell. So let's see what happens. Hopefully, they can crush Fort Wayne three games in a row. If that happens. I'm sold. We're we're elated at that point. Yep. The we have one question from Randy. Okay. So he wants to know if we should break if if we should because <laughs> we have control over that. Yeah, totally. <laughs> should the grid. No, so here's this question. Question is, should the Griffins break up some lines or change some people to create more shots on goal is the first part of the question. So we've we've answered this of um, both episodes of kind of moving around Elmer. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't want to shake too... After the last game and seeing everything kind of click, I wouldn't want to change up too much. Uh, seeing as they did produce a lot of shots. Like, now, granted, it's Milwaukee. They're not leading the division or anything like that No, by any means. They're right near now. the bottom. Um, so it's, it's just weird. not like we're going to take this game and be like, oh, this is the identity of the whole season. Like, it's, it's one game. I mean, I hope so. I hope so, too. <laughs> but in reality, we, we know the drill there. But I, I, one of my biggest gripes of Ben Zyman was the blender. Yeah. Jeff Blaschel had the same problem. Wadi has seemed to keep things pretty consistent besides, you know, who's getting scratched and all that and where those guys slot in. But usually they're all kind of just taking the spot of the person that was removed, except on the defensive side, it shakes up a little bit more. Yeah. So I don't think there's need to change anything just yet. I mean, the team's three and three, three, three and one after eight games. If we were like in a Chicago Wolf scenario where they're one and five after their first seven games, like then yeah, I'd be mixing everything the panic up. button and mixing things up. I say keep things the way they are right now and see what happens. I mean we've got we've got a Marley's team coming to town that's third in their division. But let's let's see what things look like after this. Are they in a good division? They're in the north, so they're with Rochester, Cleveland, Syracuse, Belleville, Utica and uh Laval. It's not not an easy division by any means, but I mean we'll talk about that more in our preview on Thursday for next week. Yeah, but I, I I wouldn't I wouldn't shake things up yet. I don't know if you agree with me or not, but I mean I would like to see what we've talked about of kind of moving Elmer around a little bit. I do want to see that. Maybe point cross on the top one game or cross with that Lombardi line. I cross played so well in training camp, and I don't know what's going on now. Like I don't think he's played bad though. No, but he's been quiet. He doesn't have as many goals as I would like. And I'm I think sure the whole he's... team doesn't have as many goals as I would like. I mean, that's, that's just the <laughs> right. storyline of the season so far is the offense isn't really there. It's not clicking Seeing yet. Seeing the shots get generated last game was great, and we, we played against a really good goaltender. And, you know, if I know anything about the Maple Leafs organization, the blemish in that organization right now, besides it's... just their media, is uh, – Goaltending. It's the biggest question mark for them. So it'll be interesting to see what the Marlies will bring. I remember Cross playing the Marlies last year, and that's where he took off. Yeah. I mean, that was the clutch, like, game-tying goal and the overtime-winning goal. And so maybe it's around the same time of year. Maybe this is where things start to click because he was quiet at the beginning of the last season too. Yeah. And then all of a sudden the offense just started coming. So we'll we'll see what this weekend brings. Yeah. One other question. Do you yeah. think the power play needs adjustment? 
I, I expected more from the power play with what you're seeing the Red Wings power play produce and what the offensive capabilities of this Griffins team is. I did expect more. But again, I think just the overall offense isn't really producing what we expected yet. So yeah. I can't just narrow it down to the power play. And again, I don't think it's time to start shaking things up like crazy. I think they came out in the first weekend. I think they came out in that first weekend and played well, and they've been pretty quiet since. Yeah. But, I mean... They've had a hard... The last two games that I've watched on the power play is they've had a hard time getting set up. Just yeah. in the zone, getting entries, getting chances created on the power play. Seattle just struggled just trying to get things set up. You know, getting in the zone, getting those chances. I'm trying to panic created. find the, the power play stats now. So let's okay. Let's look at the stats. We're gonna we're gonna actually pull up the stats here. Let, let's because this is something to kind of dive into, right? So overall power play four for fifteen. Four twenty six percent. That's what are the wings in at? Like thirty eight something. Oh, so it's gone down a little bit. At one point they were at like forty two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you want ideally you want to be thirty five and up is like really good. 26 ain't great. No. Um, I mean, in comparison, if we're just looking at the teams that we were talking about recently, you know, Milwaukee was two for 18. They're yeah. 11, point 11. <laughs> That's not good. And, you know, penalty kill, we're six, for, six out of 28, which, again, we've been penalized a lot. Apparently Milwaukee has too. Yeah. But they're two for 27. They're six for 28. So Way better. Yeah. I mean... So I guess to answer the question, looking at it statistically, yeah, the power play's got to shake up a little bit. That is concerning. It's interesting to me is that seeing the power plays for home, we've got 10, and away we have five. And we've played how many games home? Two? Two, three. 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 So, I mean, I... Don't want to beat a dead horse here, but yeah, officiating with this team is very questionable this season. It's very lopsided. I mean, home and away penalties that we were taking, 14 and 14, for, for our 28 penalties that we've taken this season so far, but our power play is given 10 at home and 5 away. Yeah. Like, no wonder that road trip sucked so much for this team. Yeah. Well, in that one game, there was five in the second period. Yeah. That Bob was saying. So, I mean, that's maybe we take those five out. I mean, you take those five out still. It's still not great. Four for 10? Or no? No, for the penalty kill? Yeah. 76 for 24. I mean, Six for Cleveland converted on one of those in that game. I know that for a fact. But, I mean, that's the worst power play, one of the worst power plays in the league. Cool. And we took five. Uh, penalties against them in that one period there yeah that sucks but yeah it's it's, it's it, i don't know it's so lopsided seeing it again like we obviously did we didn't pull that stat before we started recording and just kind of seeing it right now i'm sitting here just like jesus like what do we do in all these little scrums and everything else to result in all these extra penalties i don't know what we're doing wrong i told you griff needs to come out with some money it's time to start bribing jesus 28 penalties against. That's a lot. And only five power plays in the road. That's gross. 
So, yeah, I mean, power play needs to shake up a little bit, but also at the same time, they're not getting a ton of opportunity to really put it into practice. No. Our penalty kill needs work. Yeah. Special teams. It's probably what we'll focus on next uh, for this weekend, which is something Dan said was going to be a... Uh, Didn't they spend the whole like first four practices working on special teams? Yeah. Like I'd be, we'll have to dive in and see. This might be something we really dive into for this next episode here. I want to see how many of those power play goals came from that first home stint. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll dive into those. For next week. Well, no, I'm. Yeah, how many of those three power play goals? <laughs> I feel like that was all in the home. That is because we only played one other game. Yeah. And that wasn't a power play goal to get the game tied against Cleveland in the puck incident game. So those three power play goals at home out of the three for ten came the first weekend of the season. And we've only had one power play goal away. And we've had five chances. Yeah, like again, the chances are super, super slim. But yeah, they, uh, yeah. I'm going to look up to see penalty power play time. Yeah. They've got to have that stat. I don't know. The AHL stats <laughs> suck. Like, my God. So, if I look it up later and find that you can find ECHL face-offs and you can't find AHL, I'm writing letters. You can. Krill's like uh, 90%. Are you serious? Yeah. He's good. Well, not, not, not doubting his... I was doubting... The, you, no, I just messed with oh, you. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I was about to be pissed. Brandon's going to kill me this episode. This is going to be Brandon no. next episode. <laughs> No, that, uh, <laughs> don't get me started. <laughs> but no, I mean, yeah, good questions, Randy. That got us thinking there. So appreciate that. Got the wheels turning. Some some grease on the wheel. Some concerns. <laughs> Brand's all fired up now. No, I mean, maybe I should ask this at the beginning of the episode. No, I, no, no, no. I mean, I still like I feeling much more positive still after that last game. There was a lot more improvements on things that we've talked about that needed improvements, especially on the defensive end. And special teams is where you can really make a difference here, and that's where some of the scoring can come from if you're getting opportunities. Yeah, like that. We're just. I want to see in comparison the league now, like the home and away. Like, what's that look like for other teams? I can pull that. I know you can. Yeah, like that's that's where I'll be really curious to see, like how unfairly officiated are the Griffins games. You know, I went through. So I was looking for the three stars. Yeah. Uh, Griffins didn't announce them. And then I went to Milwaukee to see if maybe they announced them. No, they didn't. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah. Uh, but I did click on the game recap, their, like, photo. And their comments on that was, oh, the ref won the game for them. The ref won. It, it was very, yeah, blaming the refs for everything. <laughs> so like, we won the game because of the refs? Yeah. Have they never watched a Griffin game? <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Having one call go our way finally, I was like, holy <laughs> jumping, here we go. I mean, how, what did we say? There was how many penalties in this game for us? Two. We had two power play opportunities. And they had one. And we didn't convert on them. Well, the refs <laughs> won the game for us. Yep. Kick rocks. <laughs> oh Holy like, oh. smokes. Okay, I was like, well, I can't really comment on it because I didn't watch the third. So, uh, but okay. So, I mean, I thought they, they let them play. But, yeah. It's from the same state the Packers play and the intelligent level, intelligence <laughs> level is super low. Ouch. <laughs> Yeah, I'll say it. <laughs> you got anything else to add for this for this week, for last week, for life? Idiots. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I, I'm good this week here. This is a longer episode, but there was also three whole games to talk about in there, and 
the most positive Griffins game we've seen this season, so we had to talk about it in, in depth a little bit more than usual. So, no, nothing else for me to add. What about you? Uh, I got nothing to add. I'm excited for this weekend's games in our preview. I'm excited to get this preview together. This is going to be a fun one. This this will be a fun one. It'll be an interesting one. Figure out how us two guys can get a whole 45-minute episode out of prepping for the same team twice. Yeah. They we play, got this. They play on both times. Yeah, they play on both times. I'm nights. just playing. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I looked at the schedule. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for this one. I'm hoping we're still playing on a whiteout. I'm going to see if we can get those connections. So I thought about this after you said that. Yeah. I am against that decision now. Why? Because that's one of Toronto's colors. Okay, but what are they going to wear? Uh, They're going to wear their blues because our whites were wearing, we're wearing the, the white camo. camo. Yeah. That's why I think we should wear white. Military style, we wear white. Our jerseys are snow camo. I'm going to buy some snow camo so you can't see me. That, I mean, I'm going to see you. You're going to sit right next to me. No, nope, you won't be able to find me. That's how camouflage <laughs> works. Maybe maybe we do need to buy some snow camo. Maybe that's the route I go this weekend. Jesus. <laughs> go to the military surplus store and find a snow camo ghillie suit and show up. In it. <laughs> Think they'd let you in? they probably let me in, yeah, for sure. That'd be, be sick. How much does this cost? I'm sure more than we want to spend on a joke. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was the one that said I'll dress up as a foam puck for fun, but I was told it was too soon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is. Uh, when I was in Flint, they the guys ahead of me had the phone, like the chuck of pucks, and they offered to have me like for the kids to throw them. And I'm like, just can you at least wait till it's the time to throw them? Like I'm from Grand Rapids, so I don't take this. Uh, these two, yeah. Hey, like, I wonder yeah. when this joke's going to die, but it's going to be yeah. at least probably a month, I'd say. We can ride this one out. Um, well, I mean, if we lose the playoffs, getting into the playoffs by one point, then yeah. You've... The joke will the won't end. You want to follow us this season because if that happens <laughs> and it's from that game, I the last episode of the season will be one to listen to. We'll just say that. <laughs> I might have to go on Patreon only. <laughs> the amount of explicitives that you're going to drop. No, we can market it as explicit. It's okay. fine. <laughs> Anyways. So you say explicitives? Expl- yeah. Explicitives? Uh, whatever. <laughs> I've been in this room with you for <laughs> an hour and a half. I'm enjoying right every now. second of it, man. <laughs> my, my brain is fried. <laughs> it's literally, you know, normally it's 9 o'clock right now because of the stupid time yeah. change. So. That as well, and... I'm appreciating the fact that we're going to be done recording by 8.30. And we recorded earlier than typical. Yeah, we should probably do it more. Yeah, we should. Because I won't be up till 2 we, in the morning editing it. You did say you're going to be here at 6, and then <laughs> it was like yeah. 7 o'clock. 6.30-ish. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, thanks for tuning in this week. Hope you were entertained by whatever this was. Uh, <laughs> this, yeah. Appreciate uh, the Hockey Podcast Network for being awesome hosts, and DraftKings for being good sponsors to us. And Raycon. And Raycon now as well. Added a new sponsor. There's some sweet headphones, actually. Raycon or the... Raycon. Yeah. No, I've heard of DraftKings, too. Don't worry. Yeah. Uh, we, we all have. Appreciate our, our Patreon supporters, Randy and yeah. Michael. Um, thank you, guys. We appreciate you. And, Randy, thanks for sure throwing the question. And if anyone else ever has questions for us, too, throw them at us on Twitter. We love to get more questions. They extend the episode another 10 minutes, but, hey, we'll, we'll take it. Hey, it's worth it. Heck, yeah, it is. But appreciate everyone. Have a great week. We will talk to you all on Thursday. 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 Love you. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to the Hockey Town West podcast. 
Be sure to check us out on Twitter at HockeyTownWPod and your host, Nick at GR Hockey Guy and Brandon at Brandon GR Hockey.